Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Of course. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. And thank you for this word now that we're going to jump right into. God, I thank you that it's not a religious book. It's a life book. I thank you, Lord, that it's not a book about how just to do church better. It's a book about how to walk with you better how to know you and how to have your grace and blessing over our life. So, Lord, I thank you for what you'll teach us today through this. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple of verses, Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke 1, verse 80, speaking about John the Baptist, says this. It says, So the child, John the Baptist, grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation or revealing to Israel. The very next chapter starts speaking about Jesus. Luke 2 verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and men. I wonder if the secret to the ministry of John the Baptist, whom Jesus said, was no person ever born of woman greater than him. That's a big statement for Christ to make. But he says, this is a great man. And I wonder if maybe the secret to the ministry of John the Baptist is right here in that verse in Luke 1, verse 80, that he not only got born, but that he started growing, not just physically, but he started growing, it says, and became strong in spirit. He continued to grow. Even Jesus, we're told in Luke 2.52, even Jesus had to grow. And so I think one of the most inspiring and one of the most challenging things to me in my life is the knowledge that I can continue to grow. That it's not just growing till you reach the age of majority, whatever that may be, you know, when you become officially an adult. Or it's not until you become a parent, you've got kids, or, or until you uh, retire at the end of your career, if that's what you do. But I think it's one of the most inspiring things that every day of my life, regardless of what I face, there are opportunities for you and I to grow as people. Sir Edmund Hillary is quite famous, I'm sure, not just in Australia and New Zealand. He was a native of New Zealand. But he's famous, all the history will tell you first and foremost, is that Sir Edmund Hillary was the first person to climb Mount Everest. Let me give you though some of the backstory that'll make sense of the wonder of that victory and that climb. Sir Edmund Hillary was very small as a child. He was so small and so athletically unendowed that he never played sport at school. He kind of thought that was for other more robust people than him. It wasn't until he got into his later teen years that he began to grow a little bit larger physically. And then when he started getting interested in mountain climbing, he discovered that he was actually stronger than a lot of the other people that he climbed with. At the age of 20, he climbed Mount Olivia. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's one of the high mountains of New Zealand. Stands 1,933 metres high. Age 20. Nine years later, at the age of 29, he climbed finally New Zealand's 
highest mountain, Mount Cook, it's 3,724 metres high. After that, next year, age 30, having got a bit of success under his belt, as we say, he went to Switzerland where he climbed the Alps. 4,634 metres is the highest mountain in, in Switzerland that he climbed. Two years later, so at age 20 he starts, at age 32, 12 more years before the challenge to climb Mount Everest. The world's highest peak and the one everyone said would never be climbed. By the way, the week before last, a man called Rami Kuti. You've never heard of him? I'm fairly sure. But the week before last, he climbed Mount Everest for, wait for it, the 25th time. 25 times he climbed a mountain that everyone said would never be climbed. Well, the very first time at the age of 32, the London, the Royal Geographic Society sponsored this impossible quest. We are going to fund this magnificent uh, attempt to climb Mount Everest. He was part of the reconnaissance to climb Mount Everest. They never succeeded in climbing it, but they started and, and began to scout out a route to the top. The next year at age 33, we tried to climb one of the Himalayas' highest mountains. It's called uh, Cho Oyu. It's at 8,188 metres, but they failed in the attempt. They never got there. They never made it. Later that year, after their failure to climb a lower mountain, later that year, they succeeded in climbing Mount Everest. There's no photo, by the way of Sir Edmund Hillary atop Mount Everest, but there is a photo of Tenzing Norgay, the Sherpa guide who did the final ascent with him. The reason there's no photo of uh, Sir Edmund Hillary is that Tenzing Norgay did not know how to use a camera, he'd never seen one. So there's a photo of him. And afterwards, Sir Edmund Hillary gave the credit to the one who'd helped him to climb. He said, I'm glad there's a photo of him, I could not have done it without him. So, of course, that successful ascent of Everest was just one of the biggest things made news right around the world. It was an amazing uh, feat to have completed. It's just a wonderful story of success. After that, he gets knighted for his services to climbing mountains, I guess. But let me tell you what happened after he climbed Mount Everest. Here's a quote. He continued to climb mountains and explore new adventures including mountains in Australia. New Zealanders call them hills. He climbed more mountains in Switzerland and 10 other peaks in the Himalayas, 10 peaks more than 20,000 feet high. You go, well, that'd be plenty, wouldn't it? But five years after climbing Mount Everest, Sir Edmund Hillary crosses Antarctica over land. He, in fact, becomes the first man or woman to reach both of the poles of the earth by land. You say, well, that'd be plenty, wouldn't it? But Sir Edmund Hillary devoted the rest of his adult life until his passing to building schools and hospitals in the Himalayas. He raised millions and millions of dollars, went back there many times. I love this story because... It's not just a story of unending success. 
It's not just saying, well, I'll do what's easy or I'll do what other people say I can do. But in the face of everyone saying, many scientists and medical people uh, said no one will ever climb it, it's impossible, the oxygen levels are too low at the top, it can't be done. And yet this man, there's a famous story and I've checked it out and it seems to be true. I cannot find a, an audio of it. But after their first failed attempt of Mount Everest, the Royal Geographic Society put on a dinner to honour him and the others that had been a part of the attempt on it. And behind the people at this dinner where they were saying what a wonderful guy he was, and behind him was a picture of Mount Everest. And he began his speech like this. He turned his back on the audience and turned to face Mount Everest. And this is what he said. I will defeat you because you cannot grow any bigger, but I can. I want to speak to you this morning about I desire to grow. I desire to grow. I hope you do too. We'll all get challenges. We'll get them in our work, in our family, in our relationships, in our ministry. We'll have private challenges. We'll have public ones. But we can all continue to grow no matter what they are. I desire to grow larger in my inner life than anything that I will ever face in my outer life. Your perspective on what you face will change when you look at it instead of being as a problem, but you start saying, you know what, I am facing this. I'm not denying it, it's a problem. It's huge, it's big, a health thing, a, a financial thing or whatever. But God, I desire to grow larger in my inner life than anything that I will face in my outer life. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. It says, My response is to get down on my knees before the Father God, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask Him to strengthen you by His Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite Him in. And I ask Him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all Christians the depths. Rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. I desire that work of the Holy Spirit. My prayer sometimes, well, sometimes it's, oh God, help. Sometimes, oh God, please get rid of this today, now, instantly. That would be really good. But you know, if that doesn't happen, here's my next prayer. God, will you strengthen me in the middle of this? God, will you make me larger? Will you strengthen me, Lord, not externally, not with all the people or the friends or the help that could come, but God, will you strengthen me on the inside so that no matter what I face, what's in me is larger than what's outside of me? Secondly, as I desire unending growth. I believe that failure is not the end of growth for many people, but success is. Some people do stop growing when they encounter an obstacle, but so many others, when they 
succeed, when they get the certificate, they get the degree, they get that dream job, they marry that person. How many people get married and right there they go, that's it, I'm parking now. You know, that's all the growth you're going to get out of me. And from now on, it's veggie time. I don't change. And yet the reality is, as I often say to young couples, the person you say I do to will not be the same person 10 years later. They will change. Trust me, they'll change. And if you don't desire to grow together, if you don't desire to grow in that relationship and continue to grow, Sometimes people wake up one day and wonder who that person is because they stop growing in their life. So I desire unending growth in my life. Philippians 3 verse 12. I don't mean to say, this is the Apostle Paul, by the way. And the Apostle Paul is like the legend even of his day. I mean, when the guy gives out his resume, nobody is competing. He gets it, right? He calls himself the chief of the apostles. But he also calls himself the chief of sinners. He says this, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. He's writing this from jail for goodness sake. He's under house arrest. He can't go wherever he wants. The people that he loves the most are a long way away. But he says this, he says, you know, I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on. Oh, today I hope you can say I press on. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. There's something about, come on, I, I, you, you know, I just want that every believer, every person, whether you're online or you're in the building today, I want to ignite inside of you, if it's not already lit, the desire to go, God, I'm going to grow. Maybe things are tough at home, but God, I desire to grow. I'm not just going to shut the door and say too hard, too bad. But God, I'm going to see what you can do. And Lord, I'm not going to start praying that thou grow. God, I'm going to start praying that I grow. Maybe you've got a job or a boss or maybe you don't have a job and you look at where you are and say, God, why did you fix this? Oh God, fix that boss, fix that supervisor. Lord, give me that job, that visa that I'm looking for. How about you start saying, God, in the middle of all this, I desire unending growth in my life. Whatever's happening, whatever's going on, I desire unending growth. Thirdly, I desire to grow in every area. Luke 2 verse 52, look at it again. And Jesus increased, watch this, in wisdom and. He never just got really, really wise, but was a, a slob and everything else. He grew in wisdom and stature in favour with God and. I know some people that got great favour with God, but got very little with people. I know some people that are very popular, but they don't know God. And Jesus never chose either or. Most either ors will rob you. Jesus increased. He desired growth in every area. I want to grow mentally. 
I was thinking about this today because, you know, I, I read a lot of books and most of them are, you know, science kind of stuff. And, you know, I, every week it seems I'll read that or in the paper where they're reporting again the whole concept of use it or lose it. And I'll go, gee, the Bible's been talking about that for thousands of years. You know, the whole parable of the talents is use it or lose it. And I think about that and I go, if we just read our Bibles, we'd all be smarter. Wouldn't we? I mean, think about it. I want to grow mentally, not just be one of those Christians that knows how to say hallelujah every sentence. Amen? Just checking. I want to grow emotionally. Come on, have you got levels of insecurity in your life? Raise your hand if you do. That's everybody, trust me. Uh, we all got it. But the question isn't, do you? Yeah, well, it's because of my mother. Well, God bless you, but... One day she won't be here. Who will you blame then? Oh, it's my mother's memory I'm going to blame. When are you ever going to somewhere along the way go, you know what? I'm responsible for my emotional life and I choose to grow. Now, some of you are looking at me a bit now like you're not sure whether if you'd known about this, you might have stayed home. But I'm praying, see, you might go, that's a little bit to the point. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Preaching is meant to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. I want to grow emotionally. Are you one of those great Aussie men with the cave mentality? If something you don't like happens, you go into the cave. How many men here? Well, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because then I'll have to raise mine. You can go into the cave for weeks on end. What's the matter? Nothing. What do you think about nothing? Have I offended you? No. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Come on, relax. Some of you are looking like this just so serious. But I want you to think about this. Are you going to grow emotionally? Are you going to get better? You, you might make perfect. I'm still trying to get there. That's why I intend to live so long. Because so far, I'm so far off perfect. I reckon I'm going to need 120 to get close. I reckon about 120, the 10th of March, uh, how many years that is from now, 2000, something or other, I reckon I'm going to go, got it. And then they'll all say, woo and I'll be gone. And I'll go, heck, never even got one day to enjoy it. I want to grow emotionally, relationally, but I also want to grow spiritually. Some people, when they come to Christ, it's woo, excitement plus, yeah, they're at everything. You see them years later. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I, remember I heard a Christian say this once about a new Christian. I said, yeah, I used to be like that once. And I'm going, you used to be like that once? What happened? What got into you? That you just kind of went cold. I want to grow spiritually, don't you? Here's fourthly, because I desire to grow larger in my inner life than anything I encounter in my outer life. You know it's hard to preach some of this stuff? You know why it's hard to preach it? Because I have to practice what I preach. You get to say, I never preached that, he did i got to go, 
you preach that. You better live it. And I go, oh, thanks very much. I'll never forget one of my children and he'll remain nameless. <laughs> People are laughing because I've got two daughters and a son. And I'll never forget when he was really little, he listened to the preaching. See, he came to church every week, and every service. And uh, I told him he couldn't do something. I said, it can't be done. He looked at me and he said this. It must have been about seven or eight. He said, you're supposed to tell me I can, not I can't. And I said, shut up. I said, he's chucking my preaching back at me. I desire unending growth. I desire to grow in every area. Here's the fourth one. I desire to grow for the sake of others. Maybe your life, your thinking, your resources are enough for you. Listen to John the Baptist. This is what it says about him. John 3 verse 30. He must increase. I must decrease. Imagine that. Everyone's listening to you. And then you've got to say to yourself, you know what? It's not about me. It's about others. Listen to the words of Jesus. Matthew 20 verse 28. Just as the Son of Man, that's a title for Christ. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He celebrated the fact that his life was not about him and what he wanted, his preferences, what he would enjoy. He's celebrating the fact that his life could have impact for other people. Ask any believer. I challenge you, go and ask any believer or just think about your own life and look back and see I'll guarantee there was someone back in your history. There was someone who spoke to you. There was someone who invited you to church. There was somebody who prayed for you. There was somebody who said, it's not just about my life and about what I would enjoy, but I'm going to make my life about other people. Not in just some humanitarian and beautiful and, you know, kumbaya kind of a way but in a sense of saying I'm called and you are called by God to make a difference for other people's lives. I pray that all of us desire to get larger because there's people that need you and I to become larger in our life. Amen. There's people that need you and I to be larger than any offence that comes our way. There's people that are larger, that, that are that have got needs that need us to be larger than obstacles. Quitting's always easy, don't you think? I think it is. I've written my letter of resignation, oh, probably about 30 times. Well, I wrote it in the head when I feel sorry for myself. I just never wrote it out and I never gave it to anyone. I do remember telling Rhonda, my wife, once, I told her I was going to quit. Well, it must have been just one of those days that, you know, toenail broke. <laughs> Couldn't get a parking space. One of those serious things. I said, I'm, I'm going to quit. She looked at me and she said, no, you're not. I didn't expect that. I thought she'd come and put her arm around me and, and you know, sing softly. You know, there, there. I thought she'd offer me a cup of tea or coffee, maybe a biscuit. Or something like that. She didn't do any of that. 
She said, no, you're not. And I looked, I was so shocked, I said, aren't I? She said, no, you're not. I, I said, why not? And then she said this, I never forgot it. She said, because you haven't done what God sent you here to do. And I thought, that's really hard to argue with. Anybody here ever said something like that to your spouse? I, I hear Linda Battersby up in the balcony laughing. And, and then she just put her hand up. Yeah, I thought I might see that. Let's desire to live our lives. Come on. You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know how many days there are. But you can make sure that every one of them counts. Amen. You can make sure that every one of those days makes a difference. You might not be famous. You might not get on platforms or people may not know your name. You might have the most followers on social media. But you can still make sure that every day your life counts. If you'll keep on growing bigger. Whatever situation you're in, desire to grow. Have you seen success? Keep growing. Lots of you here in this church are. You're, you're the smartest, most educated, achieving bunch of people. Most churches would, would be, they're so jealous of the people in this church. They go like, wow, how come you have a church full of smart people and you are one of the least educated people in the church? Well, God just knew that he needed all of you to make up for the lack in your pastor. Have you seen success? Keep on growing. I love the fact that Sir Edmund Hillary, after he climbs Mount Everest, and goes, that's it. Stop, can't beat that. He goes, oh, Antarctica, I think I'll cross that. Oh, both poles, yeah, I think I'll go there. And then when he got too old to do all that stuff and climb, he goes, I bet I could make a difference and live for the sake of others. I'm going to build hospitals in one of the most remote parts of the planet. Keep growing. Ask God to help you grow in that area. If you've got emotional areas that you know keep tripping you up, is there stuff? You know, come on, if you're honest, you go, yeah, look, you know what? I, I'm, I, I totally am just so minute when it comes to my security or my sense of insecurity. I really just, you know, when it comes to resilience, I need to get better at it. Well, you can either become the person who complains the most or you can become the person who grows the most. Isn't that right? Ask God to help you grow in that area of your emotions, that area of your understanding, that area of your relationship. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. We love you and you love us. We thank you for the things we've celebrated today. There's a beautiful little baby called Casey, Casey Lima. And Lord, if ever we needed a picture of the need to grow, we'd have to look no further than her because we would see that as beautiful as she is, the parents know that she needs to grow and they're going to contribute. They're looking after her, feeding her, nurturing her, protecting her, doing everything they can with one thing in mind that she will grow, not just physically, but intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. Lord, we don't want to stop growing just because our body did. We don't want to stop growing just because we finished that course. We don't want to stop growing just because we've been a Christian for so long. We ask you to help us to continue to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. How beautiful. One of the things that you see when you look at that beautiful little baby, Casey, is you know that there had to be a start. It wasn't like one day, you know, Kenya and Marilla just go, well, 
kind of how it happened. There it was, just mystery to me. And you know, I'm amazed how many people think that becoming a child of God is a mystery. You know, what do you got to do? I meet people all the time, like my friend there at the store there this week, saying, I'm just not sure. I don't really know how it happens. And then you go, well, actually, let me tell you how it happens. You start by giving Jesus your yes. You know, you look around and see all these people and all the ones that are online. Can I tell you, they are not better than you. They aren't gifted better than you or, you know, wiser or smarter. I'll tell you what they are, is people who said yes to Jesus. They said yes despite their questions. They said yes despite their doubts. They said yes despite their problems. They just said yes. And in that yes, Jesus responded. I believe he always does and always will. I love the fact that here many years ago now, three years ago, I think we started this thing called Yes Text because we recognize that some people want to just say yes privately before they become public in it. So we started this thing called Yes Text. You can simply text Y-E-S to the number that's on your screen if you're in Australia, 488 If you're outside of Australia and you want to say yes to Jesus, in your own private way, you just send yes to yes.metrochurch.org.org.au. What will happen is that after that, the very next day after you do it, our team here, it doesn't come from somewhere else, our team will send you every day a different Bible verse and a different prayer for you to pray to help you to learn how. It fits on one screen of your smartphone. And they'll send you a different one every day for 30 days. You can opt out whenever you like, of course. We're not here to pressure people, but we are here to encourage and to bless. And so I know that if you want to do that, 0488-826-392, yes.metrochurch.org.au. That'll be the beginning of your journey. Just like there's a beginning for six-month-old Casey, there can be a beginning for you spiritually. God wants to give it to you. Father, help those people, whoever they are, wherever they are, Every week, Lord, people are saying yes to you right around the globe. People are saying, I want Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the people that will do that today and in the days of this week. Thank you for helping them. Thank you for growing them. Lord, I thank you that one day we'll stand before you and the people who we knew only by the phone number will come up and say, I said yes to Jesus. We'll be so glad for that, Lord. Thank you for them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Of course, if you want to talk to somebody, it doesn't have to be online, doesn't have to be remote. If you're in the building, you can go to our Connect Hub and just say, look, I don't have a Bible, or can you tell me more about saying yes? And the people there will certainly help you for sure. Amen? Well, um, gracious, either I preached a lot longer or we just had too much fun in the other parts of the service. So uh, I smelled something cooking out there and I know lots of you want to get out to the cafe and enjoy the great coffee and, and hang out with people and say hi to them. Thank you for being a part of this service today. Again, can we give our congratulations to Marillo and Kenya, Julie, to all their family, wherever you are around the world. And uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I pray this week will be a week, Lord, where you'll remind us that you want us to grow. And Lord, that our hearts will not be about what's gone wrong, but of God, how can I grow in the middle of this? 
In Jesus' name, amen.